0: Don't miss your chance to go on a live ghost hunt with Ghost Hunt Weekends and the stars of Ghost Hunters International and Paranormal State. Join Chip Coffee and Joe Chin live from the Rhodes Hall Museum in Atlanta, Georgia, January, Friday the 13th, for autographs, photos, psychic readings, and a live ghost hunt. Be sure not to miss Ghost Hunt Weekends. Call 1-800-604-9101 or find us on the web at ghosthuntweekends.com. Imagine that right now you're feeling a bit like Alice tumbling down the rabbit hole Mm. this is your last chance after this there is no turning back you take the blue pill the story ends you wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want you take the red pill You stay in Wonderland, and I show you how
1: deep the rabbit hole goes. Deeper, down to the rabbit hole. Real metaphysics. Cutting-edge topics. Results-driven active spirituality. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time Live on the X Network. Also available on podcasting at the iTunes store. Welcome! This is Deeper Down the Rabbit Hole, and you are here with your host, Andrea Vinomis, and my co-host, Jason Colwell, and our special guest, Rosina, Chicago legend, Reiki master, in both Misui and Karuna Reiki, and just an overall runs uh, a lot of events, metaphysical and pagan events, and the Transformation Center uh, in Alsip, Illinois. Uh, to be full disclosure, Rosina was my Reiki teacher, and still is, and I want to welcome everyone to the show. How are you doing today? Hey folks, how's everybody doing? Hi
2: everyone.
1: So, how are you doing today, Rosina? We, we always try to connect on the phone and seemingly get busy, <laughs> <I'm not laughs> like uh, very busy actually, so
2: well, we're all busy, but never too busy, right? Well, never better. too busy changing the world.
1: <laughs> that, that's, that's usually it. One person at a time, usually.
2: Yeah. And um, doing things like um, group sessions or meditations, rituals, whatever, Whatever group kind of thinks we can do a transformation, we're doing, and um, it's, you know, people know the space, of course, because it was there for how many years as something else, you know. And of course, people come in, and they say, you know, your people shrunk because we're one fifth of what it was, but
1: no, I don't think you're knows? wrong. I think you're. Twice is what it was, since, you know, because you're on your. It's now. really
2: kind of funny. Um, people have been finding us, and I've been seeing people I haven't seen in years, you know, maybe ten years. But the space is the space, but the Reiki and the light, or whatever you want to call it, making that sacred space, bringing people together. It's been the thing that that has really made changes. You know, last year we were in Payless. not wasn't a good space. For what, you know, for what, you know, we wanted to do, you know. But for doing what we do now, and always have done, this space is perfect.
0: So what do you mean by the last location not being good space, energetically or location-wise? both
2: we had this gorgeous space last year in Palos there were trees it was gorgeous I mean you couldn't you couldn't expect anything else But there was something about the space for me I was tired I was sick people didn't come you know they couldn't find it. it whatever it just didn't work so when I saw the space, you know, my old space, which was unheard of, you know, it first was condemned, then I thought, gee, for rent. And I always said to my clients, all I need is this one unit. And there it was. So we took it.
1: And it's kind of interesting because that space is the exact place that I actually got my Reiki attunements in. Exactly. So so it comes out full circle, so.
2: You know that space. It's the same space where you had Reiki, you had your attunement. You know, I taught classes. I sat in the corner and read, I think maybe 12 years. And that's the unit I took.
0: That's cool so hey Rosina whatever got you into raking in the first place
2: well to be honest with you okay late 80s I never heard of it and I happened to see it in the aspectarium. and um, I just knew you know this is it do this so I went and there were like you know, actually, the class is huge. There were maybe twenty. No, but it's big for a Reiki class. The end of the eighties, people didn't know what it was. I didn't know what it was, but it turned out I was the only one in the class who didn't know what it was.
1: But hmm. I knew I
2: needed to take it. Mm-hmm. So, um, once I took that, I thought, "Oh my god." like so easy and amazing because my experience with healing was, you know, with the old witches and the old witches were like cursy illness or, or you know, salt under the bed. It was always some like huge preparation. When I show my grandma this, you know, who taught me old, old style healing, she was so blown away. I want to know this. Because it was so easy. And available. And accessible to anyone. So I do classes with kids. Anyone. I think it's universal. Not everyone should know it.
0: So give us a little background on Reiki. Like, what's its origin? And... What is this, this universal energy that you're tapping into?
2: Well, you know, there's history you can find it all over the internet about Dr. Asui. You know, they say he discovered. I think he, um, I think he reconnected to something that was old and ancient. And my feeling is that is very Tibetan. But he found this light, you know, and, and sort of transferred it to other people. To me, it's universal, divine energy that anyone can use. I have it to children, pets, old people, young people, anyone. It's divine energy. It's channeled. So it doesn't involve people's egos or preconceived notions. It's just this divine light that works on the energy of entrainment, where it brings everything to a higher energy. So if someone has something that, you know, is of a lower level or vibration say a tumor or um, arthritis something dense it raises the vibration lightens that energy and reverses the density and brings it to the higher level I hope I'm making sense yes yes, you are
1: so my
0: question my next question is then if it's divine, universal, it's there for anyone to use what is the purpose behind attunements why does it have to be passed from one person to another and what do you believe that what gives one person the ability to receive it and then pass it on good
2: question you know I wonder about that too I think You know, it's been a long time since I've been using it. And I don't know, you might not find this in a book. But my opinion is that this energy opens already dormant channels. I think everyone has this. You know, a kid falls, their mom comes, they automatically put their hands on where they hurt and they're healed. And I think what Reiki does is open this up to a, a system, maybe the, the, uh, the um, symbols, whatever. I think it just further opens channels that are already present. I don't think anybody lacks the ability to heal. You know, and I don't put Reiki above anything, but I think there's something about it, once that attunement comes through, that it further enhances latent abilities.
1: I've, I've actually, in, in my personal practice, always thought that when the symbols get, and, and uh, I know you've done way more Reiki attunements than I have, Rosina, uh, but I've I've always thought that it almost seems like, uh, for most people, the kind of getting injected, uh, getting the vibrations of the symbols directly injected into them, allows them to access that vibration again. Where otherwise, um, they might have no body memory or no way to... Kind I agree. Of remember it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind it's of like it, a remembrance. Yeah, it's not so much that they couldn't access it, or they couldn't get there on their own, because there's a lot of similar um, right. energy Everyone technologies. Right. Everyone has it already. Yeah, I mean, there's prana healing, there's celestial chi healing from Taoism. There's a lot of very similar uh, Eastern ideas. It's just, um, it's like getting exposed to the Reiki symbols actually is a process of remembering and then assimilating it so that way you can use it more often. Yeah, it's
2: like an awakening.
1: Yeah, like almost yeah. at the cellular level too because it's not so much like thinking but more like no, feeling. No, nothing and to do with thinking. And I think, you
2: know, what what to me seems so amazing is that it's just channels. so you're not involved you know the person doing the reiki you're you're just the telephone you No, know, it's not like you have to breathe in collect the energy and then send it to the person and then you have to sleep for days you know, it's something that's channeled through, and can be done hours on end without depleting your own own energy. <coughs> Excuse me, depleting or or becoming tired. It's channeled. It's high energy, and you know people feel it. They fall asleep. They say, "Oh." I'm so relaxed, you,
1: you know. I mean, you know Tom. Well, I shouldn't call you Tom, right? No, you're giving away
2: secrets here, or not? The old lady, I know. Oh, <laughs> now
1: we have to kill you. What? We're not <laughs> going to kill Rosina. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, Doctor Mikael Usui, um. Japanese man was was labeled as being the founder of the system is it believed that he got the info from someone else or that he found a way to tap in on his own
2: well as I learned it I don't know you know I've read so many stories but here's how I learned it
0: it's almost and legend it Legend makes
2: sense to me he had severe problems
1: in his own life.
2: Went to meditate for 21 days and he sat somewhere and he prayed for something. In his youth he could not understand how people could not just help others without depleting their own energy. Because in Japan, when they were kids, they all went to the temple. They all learned, you know, like some kind of healing. I mean, I, I'm i not sure, because I never started that kind of healing. Well, you know, they breathed in their own chi. And that bothered him. So he sat on this mountain. Life was in a mess. And fasted and wonder about, you know, how could someone achieve this energy without depleting their own? And as I learned it, and, you know, I've meditated. It's the late 80s when I did Reiki, and it wasn't real common then. So it's a long time. And as I understand it, he got a thunderbolt or something after 21 days of fasting. And after that, um, he went down on the mountain, where he meditated and a woman had a toothache and he, you know, put his hand On the truth, and she was healed. And he realized something hit him. But I believe that what hit him was a remembrance, not something he discovered or knew. I think it was something ancient. And to me, you know, William Rand uses two Tibetan symbols that to me feel like they really tap into the essence and I I believe that the energy comes from somewhere in Tibet or beyond well hope that made sense
0: <laughs> uh, to a degree yes now the symbols when when did symbols start to become a part of Reiki and how are they effectively used in the course of the work?
2: Well, the symbols. <clears throat> Somebody can ha- just have Reiki one. Say, you know, you know, they have levels. As humans do, but Reiki one, no symbols. Really powerful symbols. I think somehow open things up a little bit further. And I believe he or the person who um, was the predecessor, you know, the follower. Oh God, what's the guy's name? Hayashi.
0: Hayashi, yes. I believe I have right. read that name.
2: Hayashi came along and I, I think he was a little more like scientific, in a sense. But wherever those symbols came, in between the two of them, they developed these symbols. But I think those symbols were cha- uh, channeled. You know, they appeared. Meditation, during the work, whatever they developed, those symbols came into the picture. You know, and what they do is enhance things. You know, who knows if those symbols are magical. You know, we're in people's belief systems, they recognize them, whatever. But they seem to open it further, deepen it further. There's other systems of Reiki, Karuna. Corona Reiki totally channels but it seems to go even deeper and beyond I've always they seem they seem to hone in on certain things you know you have chokery it seems to open it up to me it's like a laser wand a crystal wand sort of haunts in, points in, like a laser beam. People go for surgery, they have laser surgery. That's it. You know, it's done. You know,
0: I will say this. I find it amazing that you're bringing up the fact that you believe that the Reiki is a much older, more ancient art form that was lost and then rediscovered. Because there was actually a Nimrod here, here where I live, who was going around telling people, "There's no way Reiki is uh, at all legitimate because our forefathers, our ancestors, did not practice it, and they well, knew that, better than we."
1: That's that's most certainly not true. Uh, you know, like they didn't call it Reiki, but sure, certainly like tales of pranic healing are in the Vedics and in. Uh, tales of um, you know chinese monks uh, connecting the celestial power which is very similar to reiki when you actually study it and pulling that energy down um... Yisui just seemed to rediscover that and simplify it a lot compared to what uh, a lot of other trainings yeah. do um, anyway, he was kind of like an, a chaos magician in the eighteenth century he simplified things down and made it easy <laughs>
2: I agree I mean just looking at my grandma you know she was an old Italian healer you know when it came down through the centuries you know it's not even Tibetan or Chinese or anything you know and she she did all kinds of things you know used her energy pretty much akin to what Chinese people did and suddenly, here's this thing. And she's like, wow, you know, it's so easy. But I believe it's inherent in everyone. So I teach it to kids, anyone. Because it's easy and it hones in, it, can, it seems to go beyond anything. And. Every time
1: I use it, it just feels ancient. So I've I've personally felt that there, it's kind of like the more you work with it, especially um, if you are like doing the kinds of meditation that Yasui want, that there are even other pathways that haven't been discovered that we, we can work with within the kind of Reiki energy itself. And it's kind of like I tell people like uh, the Reiki is a starting point. You, you you can develop much better skills if you want to. You can keep going, right. um, which everyone I think on our show knows that I'm a voodoo priest. So you know, of course, who you know I would try to talk to you, Sui, so ask him questions sometimes, um, and the kind of spirit guides that come out even in Reiki to help you the guides are there and the Reiki brings forward what you need to be a more effective healer it's it's almost like Yusui um, understood there was going to be a need for a lot of healing in the next century and in, in his lifetime there certainly was and really did uh, mm-hmm. simplify things and make it so that way through a couple easy meditations instead of a lot of years of training, you you could get this kind of ability. Yeah. So, how many people, Rosina? Do you think you've actually attuned? Uh, I would say probably. Well, how many thousand, right?
2: <laughs> really. <laughs>
1: I'm still going. Oh well, yeah, you are. What kinds so of? Uh, so go ahead, Jason. I just
2: think it's so amazing and so easy and so natural and you know it's like connecting to the source and passing it on
0: well I'd like to hear what you two have to say as as really um, knowledgeable practitioners of Reiki what happens to the practitioner during this? Do you start to enter trance states? Do you get hallucinations and visual visions of things? What's your personal experience?
1: all of the above uh, all of the, yeah I would uh, I, I would agree that with that and give a very very extraordinarily technical answer that um, because I've been thinking about this a lot is that the outer energy pathways of the aura open up completely and at which point that lets you pull the energy down from heaven or whatever you want to believe Reiki is a source of into the other person so you get the hallucinations you also get a cleansing effect on yourself a healing effect on you Uh, there's a pretty good amount of benefits just by healing someone else you pretty much have to get healed yourself
2: yeah when you attune someone it's like you you receive an attunement the healing you know doing the Reiki you know, someone coming in. I'm, I'm really different, maybe, in that I don't ask what's wrong. Because I'm not focused there. Because I believe we're all perfect. You know, we're all perfect. Things happen, people have little traumas or whatever. They're on that table. And you might see things, you might feel things, but to me, yeah, you have those visions, trance states, it depends on who's laying on the table.
0: Okay, when you say it depends on who's laying on the table, can there be like a feedback effect where you're pushing energy into them, but you're getting information psychically from them as well?
1: Yes, that that's... Yes, yeah, yes yes. Yes, I mean, in a way, for me personally, when you're doing a Reiki, you are most certainly receiving information, not only from your guides, but from them as to what kind of healing they actually need. So there is an element of psychic... Um, mediumship but it's not exactly mediumship but it's, it's pretty close to that where you just kind of know what's going on. I guess that's the way it is for me.
2: Yeah. And the energy knows where to go.
0: It just so it, it's not even nec- the, the not even cell. necessarily that you're pinpointing the correct organ or correct body part but the energy will float where it's needed.
1: Exactly. Usually, yeah. I mean it sometimes though it, with me, they'll show me exactly what's wrong. I mean, I'll just know. And the person doesn't have to tell me. You know.
2: Right. And I'll I tell you don't uh, want to
1: know. Yeah, it's because better it's better when you can tell them what's wrong. <laughs>
2: You know, it's like someone lays down, and maybe they have a problem with their hips. But the energy is going to their feet. I just flow with that. Because a lot of times, it's all connected. You know, the hips connect to the feet, whatever. But that energy seems to break through. Whatever's going on in that body or bodies and goes where it needs to be. So someone doesn't need to know know the meridians or chakras or, you know, I need to work here. You don't need to think. You need to be out in the no mind and trust.
0: You know, I'm seeing some interesting parallels here, the whole idea of a higher plane or um, a godhead of some sort, energy coming down from that, Usui seeing a thunderbolt in his vision, and I'm, I'm thinking about parallels to the Kabbalistic Tree of Life and the thunderbolt of creation coming down from heaven.
1: Uh, well, I will, uh, I'll take this one. Sure. Yes! Yes! Huh there most certainly yeah, is parallels yeah, be- <laughs> there's most certainly parallels at let me rephrase it there's most certainly parallels between the catholic state and the reiki 3 attunement i will absolutely say that
0: now i'm wondering if and that's a real alters- technical
1: answer there for and people have to know like ceremonial magic to understand what i just said but but you get it <laughs>
0: Right, right. I'm just looking at it like, um, well, other than yourself, because I'm sure you've played around with it some, at least, that I'm wondering if there's anyone out there who's blending the two systems together on a regular basis.
1: Yeah, I mean, there was, uh, I will not I will not name names, but there was a whole group of uh, magicians who were working with Reiki who were more inclined to non-dogmatic Reiki, and they pushed a lot of a lot of the reiki techniques really far and that was uh I you know I was part of that group so yeah there was people doing all kinds of things where you know they're doing middle pillar stuff and then they activate a third level reiki uh thing you know there's people i mean i've had good luck using hoodoo techniques and charging herbs with reiki i know other people who do can do that as well you know
0: you know i heard of a of a store down in, uh, oh, I'm trying to think of it, small town here in Ohio. Um, anyway, I can't think of it right now, but it's a small college town here in Ohio where there was a shop that was passing out Reiki water. Yeah. Bottles of water charged with Reiki energy. And apparently, people who were trying it were feeling effects.
2: Food, water. Candles
1: oils, it works. Yeah, I mean it. Uh, I mean, what you actually get from the attunement is kind of an opening, and then from there, it really depends on how you use it. You know, your creativity and um, how you want to use it. I mean,
0: now I'm assuming if if I were charging rake energy into candles and oils and things, and and then I turned around and tried to use, you know, it'd be counterproductive if I tried to use, do curse work with said implements after the fact.
1: Yeah, it would be counterproductive. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You might come to a realization of why you don't want to do curse work of that nature with that stuff, or something. It would heal you. (laughs) Yeah. See, (laughs) and
0: I only bring this up because I know that anything that can be done will be done, and I know some people view an energy source as an energy source, and they might try to tap that energy and try to twist it around for
1: ulterior motives. It's, it's hard because... It would heal them. Yeah, they wouldn't want to do it afterwards. I mean, um, it would it heal... It would
2: turn around and heal them.
1: Because there's an intelligence, at, at least... There's an intelligence from the... For, at least through the... The Usui symbols... Right.
2: Yeah, it's divine. Divine energy cannot be used against someone else. What it will do is the person with the, with the issues would be healed. That healing would go out to the person trying to curse and beyond.
0: But... In a world where the universal mentality, you, you have things like the Tao, which has a light side and a dark side. Even the Kabbalistic Tree of Life has an, an, a flip side that's dark and spooky. Is there a dark and spooky equivalent to Reiki? Something that's like this—this this dark energy tapping?
1: Oh, we can't talk no. about that on the air.
0: <laughs> sure, you can. Nope. Let's be
1: honest.
2: You can but we don't have to go into details. Reiki. What?
1: Well, we don't have to go into details. I mean, I mean...
2: Never seen it with Reiki.
1: Not with Reiki. I mean, you know, is there a universal death force energy? Exactly.
0: Not Reiki as you know it, but something that's
1: the the counter-equivalent. Probably, but we're not going to talk about it on the air, Jason.
0: (laughs) Fair enough.
2: Maybe so, but I think the Reiki would bypass dark stuff.
0: I just think that, you know, I think a reason why something that's so so in our modern pop culture like like Star Wars with the force and the light side and the dark side is because universally the, the, the world seems to have equal and opposite reactions. For anything positive there's a negative and vice versa.
1: Well the world looks pretty bleak right now, doesn't it, Jason? I would think that Reiki might be the balance to the world. Yeah. Oh, possibly. You know.
2: I have not seen anything dark from the Reiki.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I can say that too. That there, there may be a force that you describe that we won't talk about on air, but. Um, not from Reiki, per se. Uh, and I think that what was... What
2: I've seen is the Reiki healing
1: the other side. I, I've seen that as well. That Reiki uh, is pretty good at healing up uh, even spirits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially if you're uh, a Reiki 3 practitioner, I've seen. You really can... Reconstruct and rebuild spirits in a positive way as well. So, I have
0: a friend who, who religiously banishes everything that he eats and drinks to get any kind of influence off of what he's partaking in. Let's just say, I know this sounds this is this is just my twisted mind thinking, but say I was trying to feed somebody Reiki through their food and their drink. Uh, maybe they're just a negative person or what have you, and I'm trying to, to against their will, lift them up a bit, make them a nicer, cleaner person. Is it possible to banish all of that influence?
1: You, you made you Rosina first, speechless. <laughs> you, you, you made Rosina speechless. Can the universal
0: light, beautiful force be banished? Can it? Okay.
2: I will will give you the... the question.
0: (laughs) Okay, say you said it could be put into food and drink and that kind of thing. Say I am trying to put it in someone's food and feed them the energy to uplift them. Say they're just a negative person and I'm trying to... I'm going against the code of everything ethyl. And I'm trying to make this, this, this person just be a nicer, more uplifted, healed person. And let's say that they go through banishing acts on a regular basis. Can can that reiki influence be banished away?
1: I would actually, I would actually say that there's an implied, uh, whether or not is a verbally spoken. There's an implied acceptance of the energy. If there's not, the reiki energy won't go into the system. Okay, as in, like they don't have to banish it because they won't get the blessing because there's not an implied. Uh, there's not an implied acceptance I
2: agree
1: i mean there has to in, in this is kind of a healing principle in general but it's especially true that in reiki that there has to be an implied agreement on the healing and that agreement doesn't necessarily happen verbally it happens almost at the level of essence to essence uh...
0: sure sure their their energy their energy would have to accept what's coming at it exactly at base level.
2: I always say this. If this energy is not in in compliance with their spirit and higher good may be sent to someone in the world who's asking for assist, assistance or help. In other words, if it isn't in their highest good to accept it it goes to somebody you know and you know there's always someone in the world asking for help it goes to someone else so you're not imposing Reiki on someone who really doesn't want it as in all magic, we cannot impose it, even though we think it's for their go- own good.
1: Yeah, I've, I've personally never, outside of some very limited... Uh, Techniques. There's a lot of things I probably won't go on over the air. That uh, kind of forced enlightenment kind of defeats the whole purpose of enlightenment, right? It's kind of like why to force enlightenment or force a healing. It would uh, defeat the purpose. Now that said, you know there's a lot of people who are addicted to their suffering, and that's that's why I think that uh the notion that this co- that the uh, reiki comes from tibet is actually is probably true in my personal research as well that uh, there is a lot of tibetan buddhist underpinnings in the notion especially at reiki 3 you can really see it when you're doing reiki 3 and you're basically um, Reiki 3 symbol and uh, mantra basically means one interpretation that I've heard is the Buddha in me salutes the Buddha in you or implying that there is I am not healing um, me or I'm not healing you I'm only healing myself implying that there uh, the perceived separation between me and other is gone at that point the God in
2: me is the God in you
0: yeah Sure, sure, but that's that's really, you know, kind of blowing certain certain ideas of ethics out of the water because if by healing you I'm healing myself and because there's no separation, that's that's my my right. Hmm
1: you see where I'm going. But that's only if there's an agreement, you know. Right?
2: Transons, yeah, trans you know, human consciousness to divine consciousness as in Namaste. But if it isn't in alignment with another's consciousness, it goes to someone else. No invasion.
1: One of the things that I personally have noticed, though, is, like, I know, Rosina, you're the real deal. Uh, Because I don't suffer fools lately, as everyone knows. (laughs) Um, I know you're the real deal, but, you know, there's been a lot of Reiki people out there where I actually don't feel the Reiki from them. Uh, and And maybe you could talk a little bit about that, about how it's become so popular that maybe some people aren't really attuning to other people.
2: Well, as in all magic or healing, you're always going to find people who impose their own personal energy into it. Reiki is Reiki and Reiki is channel. Every time I teach I, you know, kind of always mention or not kind of I always mention when we do Reiki Reiki is Reiki we channel it. It's not you it's not about you not about them. It's divine. And it flows through. You're the phone. They are the receiver. But there are all kinds of you know, Reiki stuff out there. I'm laughing here.
1: I hear you laughing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry that was feel a f- free to <laughs> name competition. Oh, yeah. okay. I mean
2: there's <laughs> you know, this, this Reiki, that Reiki you know, Dre and Celtic, Celtic
1: whatever. I think there's a Reiki at least three styles of Reiki for each letter of the alphabet in English
2: no kidding
1: uh, which I kind of uh, and some of them honestly I'm, I'm pretty sure are not tapping into a universal force but I won't name names here but they they just, they don't have the right vibe I can, you know, I, even the Karuna symbols have the right vibe. That you you might be getting the more specialized tools that really kind of break things down, but they have the right vibe. And there's, this is just, uh, I don't know. When I've done Reiki attunements, uh, they they people know they've been attuned. Let's put it that way. I mean. <laughs> There's, there's, there's no question.
2: There's no ego involved.
1: I usually have it to lay flows. on the floor for a little while because so much energy flows through me. But
2: Right. It flows. And people will receive their own symbols. But once that basic flow comes through, you don't even need to go beyond Reiki
0: 1 so do you think that once someone was attuned in Reiki 1 that they could probably go the distance from there solo if they needed to yeah
1: I do I think Reiki 2 is a yes and Reiki 3 I don't know because there's t- my Reiki 3 and other people's Reiki 3 has had all the what I would consider the feelings of a re- of a magical initiation. As in Reiki 1, yeah, you feel it. Reiki 2, but Reiki 3 seems like almost like there's this initiatory experience that comes with it. And like pieces of your initiator or copies, it, there's there's more information transfer than just Sacred. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a good way to put it. That it's, it's, it's. Either there's something different about the the master level that seems to me to be sa- sacred, almost like a real initiation. And since mm-hmm. I've been down in Haiti and I've been initiated to other things, you know, I know what they feel like. And when I've received it and given it, it feels like it is something. It's, it's a doorway to another level, if people would take it. And uh, that when they... And not everyone gets Reiki 3 attuned, by the way, I, I should say, Jason. I mean, I think most people don't actually go that far. They stop after 2 or 1. You know, That's that's been my experience. But the third one seems like it's like a doorway. Like, uh, the, the initiatory experience is the best I can say, I mean... See, that's
0: that's really interesting, because I can understand many people going, getting a Reiki 1 attunement, and maybe it's a very small percentile that pursue it any further from there. But it would seem if someone were dedicated enough to go to level 2, why not go ahead and finish it off with level 3? That's that's interesting.
1: Well, Reiki 3 used to cost a lot. Uh, now there's people doing it for 50 bucks or whatever, but it used to be like $10,000. Duh... I see
0: so what do you think are there actually legitimate people out there doing it for $50 or are these people well you know a little bit less than sincere
1: well I'll let Rosina answer that question Mm -mm. (laughs) she doesn't want to answer that huh?
0: I don't know is Rosina $50 or
1: $10,000 she's in between there okay um,
2: I do it really cheap
1: She does it cheap, yeah, you know. Well,
0: comparatively to ten thousand dollars, if you if you told me three thousand, that'd be really cheap.
1: No, no, way less. Way less than that. I do cheap because I think
2: everyone should know it.
1: I mean, I got very fortunate with meeting uh, Rosina, so I could I could afford it. Uh, But I will say that I think. A lot of people charging those kind of prices um, are also not following some of the tenets of Reiki to make sure there's an exchange, to make sure you're compensated for your time. You know, you know, they just they're just not taking them. They're they're doing it for other reasons, and they're not putting a fair price on it. Now, Rosina's prices are more than fair. She's she's awesome, you know, but she's also got a store to keep open, right? So. I don't know that she could do that at a fifty dollar attunement for Reiki three. Right, right. Well you 99. could sp- Yep, so she charges double that. Yeah,
0: and I uh, I'm certainly not knocking anyone for wanting to make money or or anyone who feels that they're on some kind of holy mission and they want to give it away for free. But you know, I do believe that when you're looking for credibility there has to be a fine balance somewhere.
1: I, don't know. Agreed. I I think... I mean, a lot of the, the, the free... I mean, Yusui himself stopped giving it away for free because of what people... What happened, basically. He would heal people, you know, they would have, like, liver problems, and they would go back to drinking, right? It's, right. It's kind of like... The problem there is when something's free, people think it doesn't have any value, even in Japan, that they, he was running into that. I mean... You know so well, there was this
0: there was this cat in Israel 2,000 years ago that apparently went around healing people and they crucified him so you never know what
1: might happen <laughs> oh man you never know right so should we go around healing people and then get crucified Jason is that that what you're saying
0: I'm just saying uh, people by nature aren't very grateful when someone comes around helping
1: no I mean and that's that's why I think the cost is there in the first place is because I think if you study Asian culture, especially Eastern culture, I would bet that if that didn't happen to Yisui, he would have probably given it away for free. Um, if it was even 200 years ago from Yusui's birth, when um, People would have fed Yusui, took care of him to be the, the sensei, I would bet he would have given it away for free. And where it was a great honor to be uh, with him, uh, I, I, I get the sense he might have given it away for free. But if you literally heal somebody and they go back to doing what caused the injury, you know, then, then he's wasting his time.
2: universal law requires
1: an exchange yeah I mean the first rule of alchemy right uh, that's from right this fair is to get something of value you must exchange it for something of equal value exchange. of course yeah of course that's from full metal alchemist but the idea is still there I mean there still has to be an exchange this is a concept we see in voodoo it's a concept we see in Taoism the notion that there is no exchange is one that not only robs a person doing the Reiki but it robs a person who's getting the healing as well because then it gets to you know how are you giving it back you know how are you expressing gratitude that should come out of a kind of uh Enlightening of your energy vibrations and thought processes isn't there. So, did it really? You know, there's a lot of questions there. Um, oh,
0: well, certainly. And even if it's even if it's only expressions of gratitude, I've seen lack of gratitude turn really great people evil. I mean, you know, if someone's going around doing good and they're not appreciated. They could take dark turns. It's not good for the soul. In the old
2: Italian said, "There has to be an exchange." of something of energy or they're not participating in their own healing
1: that's, that's a, a good way to do it if they're not participating it probably is not going to work right you don't have the you don't have the agreement something. at that point
2: you know it does, doesn't does have to be money something
1: you know, I mean, I've I've personally attuned people for a decent meal and some pie. Bingo. Because that's all they had. That was exactly a fair thing from what they had. Uh, you know. Right. And now that that's fair or if I've attuned people in exchange for helping me clean my house for a f- couple months, right? That's also fair.
0: Right. You know, oh. Hey, at the time when, when you're a bachelor, man. Oh no! I tell you what? Yeah, exactly. Come over and clean my house, cook me some home cooking. You'd be amazed what I might do for you.
1: By the way, uh, <laughs> Jason lives in Columbus, Ohio. For any of the ladies out there who want to know about, uh, you know, to hook up with a uh, magus of sorts, there you go. There's the my plug for you, Jason. <laughs> But it's true. I mean, there's a lot of different ways that you can get exchanged. I think in older times, more civilized times, it was built into the culture. You wouldn't even need to put a cost on things. Like, teachers and students would have a reciprocal relationship. They would understand that relationship. And they would just make sure the teacher was taken care of. That That's no longer happening, though. Well, it's just a a funny... I have
2: a lot of good people
1: around. You do? Yeah. You're playing the game right.
2: You know? A lot of good people. Volunteers. Beautiful. Beyond anything I could ever have imagined has happened.
0: Oh, that was definitely a blessing. Because I must say, I, I've seen it. I've seen it in the pagan community. I've seen it in the New Age community. Um, people of alter, alternative spirituality in general, there is this mentality that everything should be free, and I just don't think people understand. In a lot of cases, that you know, if you want somebody to do spiritual and or esoteric acts for you they gotta eat or I never understood this concept when I was younger but time is money if I'm spending my time doing something for you that's time that's taken away from things that I enjoy doing at minimum
2: I have people bringing paper things you know that you have to have whatever they come. They help. to support. They give a love offering. Whatever they have, they've given. It has been for me the most magical experience. I avoided it.
1: Oh, Rosina, still there? Oh we lost Rosina did In, we? Yeah last last couple seconds of the last three minutes uh, of the, the show we lose our guest. I'm trying to call her back real fast Hello well we lost you and there's only three minutes left. <laughs> okay so this is you were you're saying it was the most magical of experiences Uh.
2: yes because people come from nowhere and they help they bring paper stamps everything to keep the plates open because it's healing we do reiki share they all come and share with each other we, we send out Reiki, we have altars, we have, you know, maybe five altars in that store. It's not about selling, it's about giving. And, and the basis is Reiki.
1: So, we got about two minutes left. How can people get in contact with you, Rosina, if they're in the Chicago area or, or even further out 708 897
2: 0778 and they will talk to Joe who works for me with me and is the most beautiful spirit and giving loving and caring and that's what you'll find in that space People come, they sit, we have a little sitting area, they drink coffee, just relax and sit in sacred space. They have a constant sacred circle, it's always there, and people are always welcome. You know me, Tom?
1: Oh yeah, I do know you, I've known... The
2: old lady.
1: That's, that is true. Uh, if people, old, it is,
2: Italian Nona.
1: that's, that is exactly correct. If people are interested in your website, it's, it, for the store, uh, it's transformation.biz, which is tranzformatio dot iz Well, Rosina. That's our time, and I want to have you just hold on for a second. I want to thank everyone for listening, and we'll see you all next week. And again, thank the luminous for the fine music that it gave us to end the show with.